was just thinking the other day about some of the most interesting experiences I had as as a kid. And of, of course, I think back to the first time that I went to a baseball game or a basketball game. Um, but the ones that stick out are actually the kind of X Games type of things that I experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the first monumental moment was seeing Bigfoot crash Hmm. over cars and like just destroy stuff. Grave digger, Bigfoot, like those two going head to head. Grave digger used to be sweet. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of get carded. Just unbelievably excited for what we have on, on tap for today. A great interview with my, uh, well, I guess future brother-in-law, uh, Grant and and um, he's he's going to talk a bit uh, with with uh, with his lady about how we view some of these alternative sports and what they're involved in and 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 just kind of what they've uh, uh, got to experience. They're racing snowmobiles, which doesn't seem like that big a deal uh, unless you think about the freestyle like snowmobiles. They go over ramps and do jumps, mm-hmm. but that's not what they're doing. Um, they're racing it on open water in the middle of summer. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So Emily and I got to go watch them this this summer um, at an event in, in Wisconsin, and it was quite the experience. I mean, Grant's signing posters of himself, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, his wife Erica is uh, signing little kids' foreheads. Like, it's <laughs> it's a pretty entertaining experience, and... Um, well, it's a whole different fan base, which is what which I appreciate. Like they're, whether it's rabid. you know they are rabid. Like it, it's kind of an off spin of like NASCAR, where it's like those fans are like through and through, like die hard, die hard. And it's just kind of an off spin of the offshoot of that, where you get into some of like the motocross and the snowmobile racing and things like that. And I just love watching. Uh, it's a party. And Don't you remember as a kid like seeing something that was non traditional, and you're just like your eyes just open. Yeah, because you're like, that's awesome. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's crazy. And like people are making a, people are making a lifestyle out of yep. it. Well, so, now it's gotten so wild. I was just telling Connor earlier that I flipped. I just happened to flip the ESPN during the football game, and they were playing tag, like parkour tag on on ESPN. Now during the football, because they know nobody's watching at that. Well, time. we were talking uh, uh, the other day about um, these little kids who are who are insane at bags and I yeah. see videos of them like just holding for hammer bags. Yeah. Right. Right. And there's real money in it. Yeah. Like these, these guys have, uh, these guys have sponsorships. They have, um, they, they have deals. You'll hear more about their social media presence, uh, in, in a bit, but it's just, it's super fun to hear about. And then to have someone that close kind of involved and, in, and in hearing their story. Um, no, that's great. Looking forward yeah, to that. It's just going to be, it, it's it's going to be awesome. The other, um, the, the, what that made me think of is kind of when, w- with you, when you, when you were uh, younger, you know, of course I tried to get this kid to love baseball and he was, Oh, you knew him back it. then? I knew him back then. And he was having, he was having none of it. Uh, but as soon as he stepped on a football field, he was like, this is my jam. Yeah. But the other thing that, that, that happened was, uh, I, I can't pinpoint the moment, but uh, it was it was uh, John Cena. Yeah, I don't. I guess I can't really remember what kind of what transpired to where we both started watching it. But 
I think I was literally flipping through the channels when I was like nine, ten years old. And all of a sudden, I just came across the, the it was Monday Night Raw, and I just kind of just left it there. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then I was like, oh, this dude's sick. I like him. He's my new favorite. And then from there, dude, it only snowballed. Yeah. And then, I, and then I, you start to vote for these guys or like really be on their side where it becomes an emotional thing, right? Well, where where you like watch them fight and you're like, if they lose, you're like heartbroken. Yeah. Well, and you, there was a point in time where you, and then this might, I don't know if, how young you were when that happened, Connor, but I used to think this stuff was real. Like, and you used to just like get so like oh, emotionally yeah, like, attached to these guys, like getting a chair smacked off their head and you think these guys are really getting hurt and you're just like, wow. And then like, don't kill them. Oh, and then I remember getting grounded for two weeks because we used to have wrestling matches out in the front yard. I don't know what you mean by think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> when you're little, you don't you don't look at it the same way as we would right now. Now you look at it and you're like, oh, fake. When you're little, you want to be able to believe that. You're in yeah, the cartoons. See, I, no, so. I actually looked at it like that when I was very young. So I looked at uh, because you heard that. You always heard it. I feel like even yeah, when was, you were young, people were like, oh, that's fake. But I'm like, I was watching it when I was like five years old, though, and but you don't remember hearing that? See, I remember hearing that. No. And then as I've as I've gotten a little bit older, I know it's not fake. Scripted? <laughs> sports scripted? Yeah. Sports entertainment. Yes. Is it scripted? Sure. Yeah. People are getting hurt though. Like people are getting hurt. hurt. People die. Yeah. People are actually getting hit by steel chairs and it hurts. Yeah. And jumping off of things twenty feet in the air and like well, giving their bodies to like well, and I pile drive my neighbor, little Mohammed, in my. <laughs> when I was about ten years old, I gave him a pile driver in the, <laughs> wow. in the front yard, and it hurt. I got grounded oh, for two weeks. Like for the that. Undertaker, like yeah, pile pretty, dri- like Jesus. yeah, the actual pile driver. Because wow. you know, that's what we more did. people have gotten hurt imitating him. I'm sure in the actual. Uh, for sure, that's a good point. Yeah, but yeah. We, wrestling was life back then, man. But even even to date, so one of the things that I love to do on a on an annual basis is go to a, uh, a beer dabbler, a beer tasting of sorts that, um, well, we've been there together. Have you, have you gone to yeah. one with us? Well, yeah, actually it wasn't in Minnesota though. I went to a different beer dabbler, but yeah. So of course these things, you get two ounces of beer and you have, you know, 40 yeah. different two ounces of beer, which it seems to add up to a lot after a while. We got that coffee beer that one year and then we chased it for like the next three years trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think that brewery was like one of the first to go under or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee elevator. Yeah, it's usually it too cold out for me. Like, it's usually in the yeah like, for February. I don't like the cold. Is, that is Carhartt's. And yeah, it's, else. yeah, you're 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 committed. I don't like the cold, but it is an experience mm-hmm. for sure. And it's one of the few like you know we we were talking about uh, snowmobiling. I I don't have any real desire to snowmobile, but I put on a snowmobile outfit and go to the beer dabbler. Yeah, for sure, a one, thousand percent. Remember, I can't wait to go to the beer dabbler. One year when uh, Aaron's brother-in-law. Uh, Worked at uh, Indeed, and he's like, "Oh, here's what you do: you, you go to this line, and then all of a sudden, we we figured out the little trick there, and uh, yeah, came home a little messy that day. Uh, came home a little messy. That's what that that's what happens at these kind of events. The 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 beer dabbler in uh, St. Paul ends up coinciding with Cracked Ice, mm-hmm. which is a Red Bull sponsored event where so guys cool. literally uh, put on skates mm-hmm. and they go down a what would you call that? A ramp? Yeah, ice like ramp? Multi, yeah, multi-level, ramp. Track. multi-level yeah. ramp track that's you know starts. How from do you a, get into that? How do you start training for like? Yeah, where are these? Where are these training facilities for for going hyperspeed on ice ramps? Well, that's one of the things that we're going to ask 
Well, the, tri- um, the tryouts are crazy. That you know when they're getting locals on there because you've got the people that are on the tour that go around the globe from all over the world. Yeah. But then they like to get some you know some local people in there. And the tryouts they they host at the Excel Energy Center and they put up this you know right on the ice they put up this giant uh, obstacle course and it's the fastest people to go through it. But if you hit one, like you know you're jumping over things and going under things. If you knock one object you're off, you're done. Yeah, done. It's incredible to watch. It's fun. Well, and I think that's I'm, you have to have that in your element, and I think that's how you get good at anything because there's probably not a lot of Brazilians, no, that are good at. They all happen to be from Sweden and Norway and Iceland and and Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Antarctica, <laughs> like Joey in a year. Yeah, it's, it's like they've been able to practice, right? It's not like the uh, the Jamaican bobsled team. Mm-hmm. John Candy, right? Well, I remember you were a big fan, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll, as far as the X Games sports, I mean, um, I wasn't much of a uh, a BMX guy, or a, I don't know. If, I mean, parkour wasn't really a sport, right? It was just something someone said when they did something stupid on a staircase. Parkour, right? Parkour, or like they jumped on a couch I think somewhere. And- I think they 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 for a while when it was popular. I think they tried to make events out of it and put people into competitions and. But yeah, I I don't think it was as formal as what you're starting to see with some of the, you know, the the other type of races, dirt bike, snowmobiles, um, whatever you know. And it's been to, to to a large degree, I think there's been um, factions of it that have been mainstream for a long time. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah, I was just gonna say. It like, is awesome, was... by the way, seeing him still out there with doing videos of his tricks. Yeah. Any any. See, the thing that I like best about Tony Hawk is he is one of the types of um, uh, people that exist who just want to make everyone else's. It seems that way to me that he wants to make everyone else's lives richer. Like, for how, sure. can, how can I help you? He's genuine, for sure. Mm-hmm. Super genuine. Yeah. Right? He wants to expand the sport. He wants everyone to have a good time. He wants them to learn. He's an educator. It's it's really fun to. It, it's. It's just a ton of fun to watch. So, and, and that's the thing I like about these different kind of games that are out there. And then some, and then once in a while, like, like Grant and Erica, you just, you just find that it's like this exists yeah. and people compete in their specific rules <laughs> and like you can get disqualified and your, your, your snowmobile that you've been putting a ton of money into and hours and effort can just sink. Yeah, well, you you go through life thinking that snowmobiles are on snow, and then all of a sudden you got this whole different world where these people, some who figured that out to say if I go fast enough, and I go over this lake, you know, how many times did they fail to try to figure out that they could actually do I it? I think right? it might have been the first person that survived, right? That. Absolutely. <laughs> they were like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, Same thing with uh, basketball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got uh, you know they're they're all really you get a lot of the more of the adrenaline junkies too that I think kind of get into these these things where you got I remember during the Super Bowl they were snowmobiling across the rooftops of the this like the skyscrapers in Minnesota like or in, in downtown Minneapolis they were setting up snowmobile ramps and you know jumping from rooftop to rooftop it's like <laughs> wait what yeah what? During, when did this that? happen yeah during well during the Super Bowl when we was here what three years ago are you are you yes. serious yes. yeah I do not I do not I do not it wasn't remember the, it wasn't like, like the tall skyscraper so I'll give them that but like some of those smaller so buildings so it wasn't really scraping a sky it was more like an apartment building yeah. jump but still you're gonna do that 
No, I'm not going to do that. No. But the way you made it sound, it was jumping from like 50-story well, you know, buildings to like 50-story I've buildings. been known to, you know, kind of exaggerate and embellish a time or two uh, in my stories. I was going to say, those buildings aren't even that close together. I don't think they were surviving any of that. Oh, yeah, they're, they're close. Levi Lavelle's Bold North there you downtown go. Jump. Wow. Where was it? What what building was it? Like, Can Bold you tell quick? North. It's a YouTube video, so right. I don't want to play All it right. loud. But it was... Uh, <laughs> But it was I remember seeing video of it. It's pretty impressive. Well, I think without further ado, one of the things that would be great was to get was was it would be to get their take on kind of how you get involved in something like this and 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 you know what you need to do to kind of start it, how do you practice it? Um, how do you make a career out of it too, right? Like Yeah, or how do you expand it? Yeah. Um so so we had a chance to talk to him. I I think I think you're going to get a ton out of it. I had a great time talking to him. So here they are. All right. We have Grant and Erica Whitaker who are with us today uh, to talk a little bit about what they're doing in the, I don't even know what to call it necessarily, alternative sports category. Uh, I mean, I, I think about the X games in terms of the kinds of things that, that you guys do, but we're, we're talking about a, a wide variety of things um known you guys for a number of years now and i i know that recently you've got into i i believe like the correct term is water cross or or is that right is that the is that the the right way to say it oh yeah yeah that's definitely the generalization you know it's just water cross um it can be confused with like jet skis on the water too there's a whole nother series to that um but yeah generally just called water cross so you guys are, are really, if, if, I, if I know this correctly, you're just wrapping up this, the second kind of full season of really getting into it, right? Oh, yeah. This was our second year racing and everything, and uh, we had our last race last weekend at Brainerd International Raceway, so it was fun. And, and at Brainerd, that's part of, like, the IWA, is that right? Yep, IWA stands for uh, International Watercross Association. There's actually uh, – three different kind of leagues throughout the United States and kind of Canada. There's an Ontario watercross that kind of pulls people from New York and up in there and whatnot. And then there's also a series out East that's kind of Connecticut, uh, New Hampshire. And uh, there's a big race out there this weekend in Epping, which is uh, like a big snowmobile convention that's going on there, but we're unfortunately not going to that one. So you guys have made this a big part of your lives. Like I know that, that uh, I, I remember when you guys were just getting into it and practicing on a on a on a pond at a at a uh, at a family farm and and then it, it just kind of uh, took over and I see Eric I see a lot of your your TikToks and I, I like when Grant makes cameos in them because it's just like a perfect yeah. little little uh, twist. But can you talk about like how it's been, how it's become such a big part of your lives? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it just started out as just some for fun first um, with all our friends and we were just, we snowmobile all the time in the winter and, you know, we figured why not try it in the summer, had some buddies that were in racing, but never considered it. Um, and then gave it a shot. And Erica was like, well, if you do it, we're going to go all out. I said, okay, ran with that. And then I uh, actually ended up going pro my first year, which was awesome. And uh, Erica's done really well, too, and been successful and just putting all our effort and time, just like any sport, though, if you want to, you know, get to the next level, keep grinding, you know, constantly training and researching and, you know, doing everything you possibly can to uh, get better at it. 
I think we're the only couple that's married that drives, right? Uh, besides Shuns or Shuns. Christy, oh, yeah. yeah. One of the few, though, a married couple that's out there racing us. That's pretty fun and special. I uh, bet to get to share some of those experiences. And I think, uh, Erica, you, you got a new slide recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were working on my – we actually built it last year and it had a few kinks in it, so we couldn't figure out the engine. And I didn't know that you could tune sleds, just like you can, like, tune, a, like, a vehicle, like a car. So we found out this year that we could tune it. We got that done and it's been running good ever since. So I got to switch from my old 700 to my new 14 RMK and it's done really good this year. So, so talk to me about, cause I know that there's different classes and you've explained this to me before. I think I got a handle on it, but there's, there's like an open, there's a stock, there's a, there's a mod or there's a couple of different classes that you can race in. Is that right? Yep. So for the IWA, we do oval racing and drags right now. And then they're kind of introducing a Le Mans class. Um, and the Le Mans class is actually right in left turns and hitting a jump, which is pretty cool to watch. Oval racing, you know, consists of just going in a circle and then drag racing is just straight. And then within um, each of those racing divisions, there's the sports class, which is like what Erica is riding in, which would be, you know, a lot of females are in that or beginners are in that. And then you, once you win a few times in that one, you get bumped up to a semi-pro class where a majority of the people are. And then once you win for a season in that in points, you'd get bumped to the pro class, which is with all the heavy hitters. You know, your sled needs to be 10 years or newer, you know, and you got people building stuff with no budget. So it kind of gets uh, wild. So is there, is there a scenario where you guys could be racing each other at some point? If Erica was to go pro... Um, I could definitely be racing her, so it'd be fun. But. There was a couple of times our first year we raced together, and my sled wasn't running right, and I was on the line, and I looked at him, and I'm like, Grant, it's not running like he, He's like, I can't do anything. Yeah, I got to race like, you. I, I don't know go. what you want to do. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I think that was in a, a drag race. We reversed each other, so yeah. it was pretty funny, and she's looking That's at right, me right. like, you know, I'm supposed to help her. I'm trying to beat you. Huh? <laughs> That's why I'd recommend having two vehicles for the ride home. That seems to be a safe. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. Well, another thing that's been kind of fun to watch for you, too, is you've got some attention from uh, not only from a social presence, but from from a sponsorship or partnership perspective. Can you talk a bit about how like how that's important? Because I would imagine if, if you didn't have any help whatsoever, it's just kind of a money pit, like any sport, right? Like you just dump in your own funds into it. And I, I'm, I'm sure there's a little of that anyways, but when you have these, these partnership with folks and you have to develop those relationships and play a lot of different roles, right? I mean, it's not just getting on the sled and racing. Oh yeah. You kind of got to come out of the gate and strut your stuff. And then people start to notice who's doing well and whatnot. Um, both of us are sponsored by Bikeman. Um, together which is a big performance snowmobile company so getting basically you know like parts at a much discounted more rate or just having someone with knowledge that you know you don't have or whatever that might know something more than you um, just from a standpoint of a relationship with that has been awesome um, and besides that just getting discounts on things you know most of it is all our own money I would say you know it's kind of basically a hobby you can't quit your day job and do it yet someday I hope I can that would be the dream, but, uh, you know, maybe we can get it to X games or something like that and keep striving for that. Another cool thing I noticed too, like 
my sponsors also have like been keeping up with how I've been doing all year and like reposting me on their Instagram and everything. And I've actually seen like I've gained a lot more followers just from that as well. So it's cool that people kind of support you and watch you throughout the season, which is I think that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah, well, I think it actually takes that. I think it's a grassroots thing. I think it's an influencer thing. So, Eric, I think one of the funniest things I've seen uh, you do is working on uh, an instrument, and you got kind of you got kind of whacked one time, if I if I remember <laughs> that correctly. Yeah, yeah. But you have to have That's fun with viral. it. Too. Oh yeah. 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 No, that was that was uh, that was outstanding. The you know, I think it's those kind of things that keep people laughing or entertained. And then all of a sudden they show up to an event at like a, uh, a memory lake and then on the border of Wisconsin. And, and, um, and, and then there's, and then you like learn about the history of this stuff where like when, when, when Emily and I went to watch you guys, uh, race, there's literally thousands of people there and vendors and, and kids who are having a good time. And, you guys are autographing people's foreheads and, and, and books. And like, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. wild. You guys must have a, a ton of fun with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, it's definitely a blast. And then, you know, even having your wife involved in it too, makes me just want to go that much harder at anything I can do. Um, so it just, it's just been a wild ride. I'm still trying to get him to wear a GoPro on his snowmobile. We'll try it for next year. <laughs> See, I don't like to wear a camera. Cause then I think about it because actually it, the weird thing about watercross is a lot of it's mental. So beyond the riding or whatever, that just becomes natural, like riding a bike once you're out there and everything too, it becomes more of a racing point of where people are in the track, what your next maneuver will be. Um, and I can kind of explain some of that for the oval racing. Um, there's, you know, two different sets of buoys and you have the option to do this kind of joker lap. We call it the EQ lap. Um, it's an equalizer lap, so it would slow you down. You have to do it once in your race, and that's you know common in all the classes and everything. And so that kind of dumbs down that person that might have the lead, but it's up to you to kind of figure it out while you're out there. So that's where that mental side of the thing comes to the point. Um, and it gets you know pretty crazy out there. So you can kind of get in people's heads and stuff on the line, and you know it's 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 pretty fun. But also confidence inspiring. I, I I would imagine if you if you get that equalizer lap in good time, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm on it. There's like no one that's going to beat me now. And outside of any unforeseen circumstance, I I bet it's pretty wild. I mean, I I, I think I saw you flip off yours uh, one time when you hit away. I mean, there's a lot of different things where you. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of variables. Right? Out the gate, you're already riding a snowmobile on the water. It's not designed to do that at all. So you got to kind of get past that point and just focus on uh, riding it on the water and whatnot. But. Well, I was I was looking back at because I think this uh, this event in particular in Grantsburg, Wisconsin, is like 45 years old. And I and and if I understand correctly, the way that it was initiated was they just tried to get across to from the island to the shore, and and I think someone went like 500 feet or yards or something. And that was like all they wanted to do. And I think it was more drag racing at the at the time. But but when I saw you guys race is when I learned more about the the equalizer lap, and then you have two inside laps, right? Yep. And then you get back, and I don't I didn't really know where the finish line was, like because it's not sure. Obviously, yep. it's like you kind of throw a buoy out, or sometimes you just go past the flag, man. You know, I don't stop till I'm through far through the flag, knowing you're basically on shore, but. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell where the race is over. So one of the things that first comes to mind that we haven't talked about, like when someone thinks about 
driving a snowmobile across water is like, how don't they sink? And I think the answer well, is they do, right? They do oh, sink. Yeah. So basically, so, so you build it. Because there's a process. Like, someone sinks, and it looks like they, like, pull a parachute. Yeah, so basically, all the sleds, you build them to sink. So you're everybody sinks. You're going to sink eventually. You might go the whole year and sink once or who knows what. But as soon as that sled starts to go down, whatever the issue is or whatever, you fall off or anything, you want to shut the sled off as fast as you can. So you pull your tether and either pull your buoy out or the buoy will deploy on its own because you got to come in with a pontoon with a crane on it, go down and pick it up out of the water um, and then bring it on shore and obviously desync it. You know, and get it running again to get ready for your next race or whatever you're doing. So are they are they are there are they always shallow lakes or they're deep lakes or like I, I mean you don't want to lose oh, it's, sled in a fifty foot lake, right? Or how does that work? Michigan, you elaborate? Michigan is probably the deepest lake we've ridden in where it can get like sixty feet deep. And so actually was it last year when someone lost the sled like for the whole day and they this year too. this year too. Yeah. So we try to make our ropes long enough so they're able to find them. But when we're in Michigan, they actually have divers looking for the sleds because in some spots it's so deep. So there's like, been multiple sleds last for hours. And this is um, an old like mining quarry, a tributary up, you know, uh, the Great Lakes or whatever. So there's like cavities where the sled could go down and go inside of a cave. And that actually happened once too or whatever, but Usually, for the most part, if your you know rope is at least twenty five feet or so, you're always going to find right. the sled. Um, it's just those random instances where that's happened. But sometimes your sled sinks and the buoy doesn't come up. You know what do you do then? You know, get the swim goggles and start swimming. But... <laughs> so this has been. I mean, it's been. Uh, I know it's been an exciting year for you. So what are you looking forward to towards next year? Like, what are the some? What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned that you'll feel like you're taking into this next season? Um, well, I already bought another sled to build, so we're uh, rocking and rolling on that. But uh, I guess just, you know, the biggest thing for this is you can't buy seat time for watercross. A lot of people, their only riding is when they get to race. Um, we have the luxury of having a practice pond, so that gives you a leg up on the competition. Just getting out there and pounding laps. Um, I probably rode a thousand laps this year. Um, and th that is, you know, shown through in the racing, you know, progression and everything too, that, you know, if you want it, you got to go practice it and you got to figure out a lake, you got to, you know, keep doing, you know, practicing the course, you know, going as tight as you can to these corners and then beyond that, not sinking. So it's, it's, it's own motorsports in that aspect and everything too, kind of like dirt biking and everything. It feels like it's a, it feels like it's a team sport too, because it feels like you got to have some people there to help with the, with the maintenance or if something goes wrong. And, and not only that, maybe even from a sponsor's perspective, like managing that and like making sure that you're taking advantage of the opportunities or like maybe not taking advantage of certain opportunities. So are there, are there um, dynamics there that you've experienced too? Yeah, so with the newer Polarises, like what I'm running, they're electronic fuel injection. Um, and a lot of, you know, the older people that are involved in this sport and some of the newer people don't have any idea what to do, you know, when this electronic snowmobile sinks, um, you know, what goes wrong. So me by day as an Audi technician, that's all I deal with. So I, over the last year, I had to get my knowledge to the same degree. Um, you know, and getting scan tools and familiar with all the data and stuff like that. So when the sled sinks, you know, what is actually going wrong with it? 
and figuring that out. So I've been like an asset to people around me, you know, beyond just our little team and whatnot. Um, help me. That's what's cool about watercross is everybody helps everybody. You know, I'm not going to be your friend on the water, but on land, I'm going to be your buddy. You know, I, I want you to show up to that next race and, you know, hit the water with me. I don't want you to be, you know, my sled's blown up or whatever. You know, everybody kind of helps out. So that's what's cool about this sport. A lot of racing stuff, you won't see that. You know, they would rather beat you, you know, 10 out of 10 times, no matter what. But I want to include something. Yeah. Go so, ahead. okay. So we actually have um like a chef or a cook that comes and stays with us every time because when we're out there we do not think about eating at all so he makes us breakfast dinner and then also we have someone that comes out and helps us like tell us what race we're on because the races move so fast and there's no scoreboard or anything so they're always checking and making sure you know all right grant you're up eric you're up grant you're in this class so it's nice to have that we have a big team of people that come with us and help us. And actually we have a pretty big team of riders too. So I don't know, it's just nice to have those people there helping us because I don't think we would be able to do it. <laughs> and it's, it's almost similar to golf too. Like when you go to the line to launch from land into the water, you had to have, you know, one or two people helping you get the sled. You got to, and it turns into, you know, packing your lane, that initial launch getting the whole shot onto the water can win or lose a race as well. So your buddy could have not packed your lane good enough for you. And you might get second now because you didn't get that whole shot. So, I mean, I would imagine, I would imagine uh, that that goes back Grant, to what you said about that kind of mental toughness. If you don't have to deal with worrying about when you're up next or like if you're properly hydrated or you know your blood sugar is too low like if that piece can be delegated to someone else at least like on a best efforts basis that's going to help you focus a lot more on the race and being a peak performance so i mean you, that's awesome that you have a team so you got a team name you got like how t talk to me about how like people who are listening uh, can can support you guys like what's what's the best way to support what you guys are doing um, at the moment. We have a, a YouTube channel where we're doing lots of stuff. So if everyone to watch anything, it's called Snowmax Performance. And then we also have a Facebook page. Um, our team name is The Shitty Skippers. Um, it's pretty funny how it all started, even though sometimes people don't really like it because it's kind of a swear word and whatnot. But uh, we all started out on snowmobiles. They're a piece of junk. And this was even before racing. <laughs> and then... You know, then it graduated. Now you got the nice shiny ones, but we still have the, the team name because everybody knows that, you know, and we were the biggest, I'd say, race team in the IWA's history. And we just came out of the gate, you know, with 10 racers and they've never seen anything like that. And it was really easy for our friend group to transition to that because we all used to be into mud bogs and, you know, four wheelers and stuff like that. So this is just, you know, very easy to get everybody into it. Mm -hmm. And then are you, uh, uh, as far as Instagram, uh, uh, Erica, you got a TikTok for folks to follow, I'd imagine. There's some other. Yeah. So you got YouTube, Facebook. Is there any other sources that we can we can watch so you guys do, on? I do a lot of TikToks, like keeping uh, keeping up to date on us. So it's Mrs. Snowmax. And then that's my Instagram as well. And then Grant's Mr. Snowmax. And we I like to update everybody on my race weekends on my Instagram for sure. I'm not really on Facebook a lot with like the shitty skippers page or anything, but 
I feel like you're doing a lot of a lot of like uh, I, I see you working on stuff. Sometimes I mean I have no idea what you're doing, but I I see you have like parts and grand yeah. theory. Just looks like yes, yeah, he's got this down. I'm just gonna watch like yeah. So, so it's kind of a tutorial too, right? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like to I don't know more of like a woman influencer type thing. I'm you know connected with a whole lot of other girls like around the world that are like you know riders dirt bikers snowmobilers so i'm actually building a dirt bike right now it's almost done and then you know even building my sled like that videos on youtube so i try to keep people updated like with what i'm doing so oh it's, pr it's pretty fun and the biggest thing about watercross tours there's no how to build watercross sled you can't go to a store and say hey i'd like to race watercross snowmobile <laughs> so i mean yeah. you literally have to develop the knowledge beyond racing and like that how do you get the snowmobile to successfully just skip on the water you know no problem like a jet ski so um, let's go back just to just a touch before i before i roll us out so you getting in did you go to one of these things like did you go to grantsburg or did you how, how did you first find i went to a race probably 10 years ago actually one of my buddies is now is a pro that i race against that kind of got me into racing and everything too Went and checked it out. I always knew about it, but never pursued it or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, watching videos online and actually, you know, you know, starting to race or whatever, you know, and that's how we kind of just got started. I've never seen it in person. I've only seen it on YouTube videos. And then Grant got a sled and built one and I took it out for the first time and made it in dry. And that's when I'm like, we got to race these. <laughs> It was crazy. Well, to back that up, I had a snowmobile that I was building with no knowledge, no idea what I'm doing. I sunk every single time I rode this thing on the water, and then Erica hops on it and comes in dry. And I about pulled my hair out because I had, we didn't change anything. She was just light. <laughs> yeah, she's just lighter than me. So I was like, I just got one up by my wife. So right, right. Better figure well, it out. As as you've become aware, that's uh, not going to be the last time. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way it, that's the way it works well listen thank you guys so much for for taking the time we're gonna we're gonna find your uh social media pages and make sure to uh mention them on the poster we put together for you guys and uh truly appreciate the time and we'll we're, we're i'd say really looking forward to watching you guys next year and and celebrating even more success definitely definitely thank you very much thank no you problem. thanks guys Man, I'm just fascinated with the amount of stuff I learn on a day-to-day -day basis, right. and and the and the shitty skippers is just another one of those <laughs> another one it's of those great. things where I'm just it's perfect, it's perfect. I'm just super entertained and 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 super intrigued with with their experience together. Yeah, and I gotta just like just pause for a second, man. Like it is so cool, like that you can get two people like that to follow a passion, share a passion, and like uh, and make it something that they, they they do together, and just like how they've they've embraced it, and you know just. Uh, made it part of their life. So I, I just, I'm, I was super impressed by that. You know, nice job being on that uh, interview. Well, that's great. We'll support them to the largest extent we can and wish them uh, great luck for, for next year. Uh, and, and speaking of wishing good luck, we're going to wish uh, me actually good luck for this game. Yeah. You go first. So you get to whoever goes first is always in the hot seat. Like, mm -hmm. am, I, I, am I first? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. What I, I got to do is I just got to not show up when I'm first. And then I think, well, you've done a pretty good job of that so far, yeah. so cheers. <laughs> All right, and so, Joey, you, you've still got the five overall wins. Brandon Counter, 
each tied at two, so we can have some separation here. Uh, All-time points, Joey with 28, Brandon 19, Connor 6. If I figure if I don't let them kind Does of that mean back I got a zero bit, last time? Yeah, you didn't get it. That was a, that was a goose egg. Yeah. So I just did, think, I, you know, did I sweep last week? That was a shutty. No, wow. I got one. I thought. Oh, I missed that one by one year, though. Mm-hmm. All right. You well. were close. You were right on it. it. That would have been a totally different game. If, if you I would hit that. Yep. Yeah. All right. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't. This week's... Uh, this week's theme, college football. That time stay, of year. With the, uh, stay with the football. Um, Welcome pretty... to all the questions from the 50s. Uh, well, we'll see. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> so, yeah, Brandon, you are first, Connor second, Joey third in the first round. Let's do it. And here we go, Brandon. Before setting records in a Hall of Fame career, uh, Hall of Fame NFL career, that is, Barry Sanders set several records as a halfback at Oklahoma State. In what season did Sanders rush for 2,628 yards, eclipsing 1,500 yards in the first five games, and set a record with four 300-yard rushing games in a single season en route to winning the Heisman Trophy? 1988. 1988. Connor. Mm. Oh, damn. What was his rookie year? Am I allowed to ask that or no? You can ask that, but no one's going to answer. Damn. All right. I'll have to. I mean, I have no choice but to take the under. Oh, I'll take the over. Under and over. And Brandon scores three points. I was going to say, I knew it was like. (laughs) You gave him a Barry Sanders question. I was going to say 89, so I knew you were freaking close. If I'm not getting a Randy Moss question right here, no, we got the. That's the second time we hit it. I think think you're right. Yeah, we did the. Miracle on Ice. I'm gonna take two. the rest of this contest off. Yeah, I knew you were like, I was like, you this All right. I knew we're I was gonna say 88 or 89. So good call, Bree. That was good. Yeah, all right. 89 score rookie card. I mean, that's a again. I think I referenced that in the last episode. The the 89 you score, did. right? Yeah. So I figured his last. Unbelievable. Which is like make question. a wish or something tonight. You know, or? and and uh, these these uh, these quizzes are written about two or three weeks out mm-hmm. too. So. <laughs> so right after you said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, round two, Focus. Connor, you're first. Yeah. Two well-known quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, squared off in an offensive battle during a Big Twelve conference game. So insert uh, insert Pac-12 uh, defense jokes here, but. Uh, the two quarterbacks set a record for combined passing yards in a single game at 1,383 during what season? So Patrick Mahomes, it would have been Patrick Mahomes' senior year. Patrick Mahomes was in the 17 class, so I'm going to go 2016. Okay, Joey? I got to go, go under just because it's not any <laughs> – Later than that, and Brandon, 2016. You can't wait. Whoa, you, you, whoa, 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 whoa! You, you can't pick an exact. So, so wait. So what? Are, tell me my options. Your options now are to take the over, <laughs> or to pick an exact year, other than 2016. Even if I think it's 2016. Even yeah. if you think I, it's 2016. Yeah. 2015. You, I, yeah, that's and it was 2015. Just kidding. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to walk out. Uh, this is this is the episode to go first. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying about the? Oh, hot true. Seat? Wait. Oh, now Connor and I are tied. Yeah. Tied. Three, oh, two. and I'm out. Three, well, I gotta three. get. I gotta hit this spun spot on. Oh, yeah. this is bogus. Hope you got a tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. So Joey, Brandon, oh. Connor. Here we go. Uh, 
current co-host of Good Morning Football and former NFL wideout Nate Burleson set a record while playing for Nevada that may never be broken. In what season did Burleson haul in 12 receptions for 326 yards? That's 27.2 yards per reception, all without scoring a single touchdown. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Brandon. Under. Under. What a okay. First of all, I want to say this is a Mickey Mouse win for him, and I think that's bogus. That's so bogus. You can bet that you can you can get the exact year. Two thousand seven. It was two thousand and one. Holy crap, we were way off. Brandon with the win. What a bogus. Oh, man. We got to fix the way this works. That was Joe. It we was gotta fix, Joe. We got to yeah. fix the way this works. No, it's perfect. I, that should have been perfect. two wins in a row, and I get this screwed. This week is perfect. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, uh, four to three. Brandon with the win. Well, listen, this, is, win this has been one of my favorite episodes. I mean, uh, getting, to, getting to interview um, – uh, uh, Grant with with uh, learning so much more about the the shitty skippers taking on a victory. Sorry, it, Muhammad, for the pile driver in the front yard. <laughs> get, getting to talk about some of the experiences with uh, with uh, with X Games and and all the sports that uh, are are creative out there. It's just been it's been a great time. So appreciate everyone uh, taking a listen. Look forward to talking next week. Should we help? Oh,